Hi, I'm Sam Thompson, and you're listening to Life Right Now. Thanks for listening to Life Right Now. Uh, I'm very excited to bring you this topic today, and it is school versus life. Uh, what are kids learning these days? Uh, and to join me on this podcast, just like every other podcast, I like to have a guest on here uh, to bring their expertise to the table. And so today I have Brittany Reed from Bloomington, Illinois. She's been um, teaching for eight years. How's it going, Brittany? It's going pretty good. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> The way I'm just going to start all this off. Basically, I called you, what was it, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago? So I dropped a bomb and I said, I'm not sure if I'm the person that you want to talk to because I just put in my resignation. And <laughs> yep, five weeks into the school year, sure enough, I was a dropout teacher. um i don't and i (laughs) so it did i I was i was shocked um but you basically were telling me all about um the things that are going on in the school system and and how there's 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 so much happening in the background that i think a lot of parents don't realize but um one of the things that really stuck out to me when you told me that is that you're you're like you're not really teaching the academics in the school at all what exactly is the reason that you're that you have decided to leave the school system and not be a teacher anymore? Obviously, you're a stay. You're, you want it, You're a mom. Yeah. So obviously, like truly, I do want to be at home with my little boy Rowan. Um, and it's kind of been on my heart for a couple of years now. He's almost two in December, and when I had him, I was really excited. Obviously, to have that time off. I took twelve weeks off, but then I started getting like the itch to get planning again and do all these fun things that I knew I would, I know I like to do for my classroom. Um, went back and it was okay, but I wasn't completely sold. But then I was thinking with my husband and, you know, we were like, let's just give it another year and see what happens. Well, that year, last year was actually a really good year, like really, really good year. So, um, yeah, just the realization that education is just not what it was eight years ago. And I'm sure, there are people that have been teaching for 20 years and they would say the same thing that it's just completely, I don't want to say gone downhill because there's a lot of really great things that the school system is doing. But I do feel like as a teacher, our main job, which is to teach academics is so much on the back burner because there's all these behavioral issues that are popping up that you know people want to say like kids have changed, kids have changed, but it's not the kids. Like a lot of it's just parenting that has mm-hmm. changed and just the lack of holding anybody accountable to their actions and their behaviors. And it's taking every joy that I have had in teaching just completely out. And so it was more the realization why I quit was if I can be at home and teach my little boy, his manners and how to say please and how to say thank you and values. Like that's what I would much rather be doing. And I know that I can do that in the classroom, but at the end of the day, um, I don't feel I'm sure it's appreciated, but it's, it's not validated. I don't, I don't feel like there's any recognition that that's mainly what teachers are doing at the end of the day. It's teaching kids, trying to instill values and then trying to teach them how to be respectful and how to be, you know, have a positive mindset. But then when they go home from a teacher standpoint, I just, I got so tired of the emails at the end of the day. Well, this happened to Johnny and this happened and, 
you know, just like losing the purpose of what teaching is and how I'm really, we're supposed to be on the same team parents and I, but we're not. Right. So, yeah. You both have to be on the same team to, yeah. to really, cause I mean, everybody has their own duty, but I mean, the parent's duty is to, is to, to structure their kid, uh, for the life portion. And then you're, you're, you're supposed to be there to teach them like the, 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 like, like the academics, but the, the internal side, like the things that they're going to use, the, the tools of, of life that they're going to be right. using, you know? And, um, and so it's, it's really sad. So kind of give me a little bit of insight. I, you told me a couple stories of some of the things that was happening there. Um, but I, I know that, I mean, this is a, this is a heavy frustration. I mean, and, and, and I've already kind of confirmed with, confirmed this with an, another source that, um, works with teachers, um, a few times. Um, and, and she kind of confirmed some of the same feelings that you were having that she's heard from other teachers. Um, so give me kind of some of the insight, like, obviously, so we're not, we're, so it seems like the teachers aren't really, they're not getting to focus on the curriculum. They're not getting to focus on the academics. Uh, what are, what are you spending your most, most of your time in the school, in the, in the class doing? So I, the second day of school, I was hit with a super big challenge and I immediately went to the administrator and I said, I am not capable of doing my job with the behaviors that are going on in my classroom. And literally Sam, like it was a hot mess express. Like, so anyways, I went to the administrator and I just said like, I need support. I need somebody else in my classroom, even if it's just for a few weeks at a time here, just to like get some stuff going. But I cannot keep doing this by myself. And the answer was, that's not an option. So I took that like, okay, well then what is an option? Because you hired me for a reason and I need to be able to do my job so that in March, you're not telling me you have to go. Like you're not hired on again. Cause at the end of the day, it's like, I want to do what I'm supposed to be here doing. Like there's obviously going to be challenges that I'm going to have to deal with and I can face those. That's fine. But I just feel like, especially in a kindergarten classroom, like nobody should be starting off the beginning of the year with one adult on 24 kids. Like that's extreme. Um, And I know I'm not the only one, like I know there's other people that have probably had it worse, but just some of the behavior that I was seeing, like there were chairs being thrown at other kids, pencil boxes being picked up and literally chucked at their faces, um, scratching, bruising, pulling kids up the monkey bars, um, just flooding my bathroom, throwing toilet paper all over it. Like just no respect, but then also no accountability. Like, no consequences. I mean, I know that when you and I were in school, you were homeschooled, so probably a little <laughs> different. <laughs> but like, if a kid acted like that in a public school, they were sent home. Like, right. there was no question asked. We, it wasn't a worry of, well, we don't want to inconvenience the parent. They're working today. Like, so am I. And I can't right. do my job. And that kid needs to go. Let's, let's be, let's be honest. Your job, you, you went, you went to school to be a teacher. Like you're educated to be able to do these things. You did not go to school to be a babysitter. Right. If I wanted to go to school to be a babysitter, I wouldn't have paid however much money to be a babysitter. Like I can do that at home. I feel like it's an injustice to the public school system at the age of kindergarten when we're not taking these situations head on. And you wonder why when we get to junior high or when we get to high school, there are all these shootings happening in schools or all these other things that are going on Mm -hmm. that we don't want to see happening. It's heartbreaking, but it's like, you know, with all the, I I don't even know, like you just have to do so many things politically correct that like we can't give a kid the support that they need two weeks in the school year because we need to see how they cope how they are able to function and how they're are they able to get into a school routine right well why are like obviously we have bigger issues to deal with 
So even if they are able to get into a school routine in two months, like let's give the support that's needed at that time rather than waiting and prolonging it. Because eventually like we learn that this is okay to act like this. I don't have consequences and we just go on. And then eventually, you know, I don't want to say it again, but it's like, it's heartbreaking the news today, like what we're hearing in public schools. And I think that it starts in the elementary wing. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's all going to start. I mean, once you've got that, like you were saying, like we've got these, we've got these other school shootings, we've got other school violence at, 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 at a higher uh, grade levels. And it's, 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 it's a lack of, of the connect. We've got a strong disconnect in, in these, in the kids' disciplines when they're younger. And, and if it happens, if it's happening at school, that's when it, it needs to be corrected from this, from that point, uh, if it's happening at home, right. There's absolutely no fear in a school, none. And there shouldn't be like, I'm not saying that kids should be fearful to come to school. Right. But I know that I was so afraid to talk (laughs) in a class because I didn't want the teacher calling me out for a fear of embarrassment. Like, right. And you know, I just feel like the world that we're living in right now, like we just, we can't make anybody feel bad for anything. And it's like, but that's not the point. Like, that's not what anybody's trying to do, but you do have to learn lessons. Right. And so right. we have to start somewhere. And if you start early on, like you can nip those in the bud early on. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so um, one of the stories that you told me when I, when I called you, we were talking about um, a child in your class that had actually broken uh, something that you had in the classroom. Um, mm-hmm. And you had, you had made kind of a mention back to him. I, can you tell us the story of that and, and what his answer was when you asked him, the oh, question that you asked. Oh, yeah, yeah, student. yeah, yeah. Okay. So actually, this was another student in my room. Um, and so the child decided to just sit there and pout, sulk in their sadness and just like literally split my puzzle piece in half, which I had just ordered on Amazon two days before. So I was not happy about that. <laughs> so I said, um, what can you can you explain to me what happened? And they said they didn't do it. Well, then the other teacher that actually had happened to be in the room at that time, um, she said that it actually did happen. She witnessed it happening. So then I talked to him again and I said, did this happen? Yes or no? And so eventually they said yes. And I said, well, why? Because I was mad. And I said, well, would you want me to go to your house? And if I was mad, if we were playing a game, would you want me to go to your house and break your toys too? I wouldn't care. And I was like, really? Like, you really wouldn't care if I went into your toy room and I just took out your toys and I started snapping the heads off your Barbies or whatever it was? No, not really. I said, okay, well, then it sounds like maybe we need to have a conversation with mom about that to see if that's okay if I do that. And they they were just like, you can call. I don't care. Like, just no fear. Like, mm-hmm. no fear because really at the end of the day, I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and judge, but like... I don't know that that child was actually be punished at the end of the day Right. from what I felt and how that conversation was going. Yeah, no, we were just going to go home and, and sit on the couch and watch TV anyways. Like, right. And, and, in the, and, and let's, let's be clear. Like this is not all kids, but it is a high majority. Oh my gosh, absolutely not. Like, and the, the sad part is, and, and that's kind of what I wanted to get at too. Like in my classroom alone, there are probably half of the kids. Like, honestly, I, I hate to even say half because I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of, it was hard. It was really hard. Um, but there are so many good kids that you and I are trying to raise that they don't get the recognition that they deserve from a teacher, from whoever it is. Um, they don't get that recognition because 
they aren't causing a scene. Right. You know, they're coming in, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And with all of everything else going on, I hate to say, but there's just not time to sit there and recognize that behavior. Right. Um, right. So I feel like I, I try really hard to do that, but, and as much as like that makes them feel good. Yeah. Those are the kids though, that they want to just come to school and have fun. They want to come to school and feel safe. They want to come to school and do what they're supposed to be doing and not have to feel like the teacher has to single them out and one-on-one recognize their good behavior, mm-hmm. even though it makes them feel good. But yeah, it breaks my heart for their parents though, too, that they right. have to they have to be exposed to that. And I know that it's okay to expose our kids to this kind of stuff. Like it's the world we live in, Mm -hmm. but I just still feel like it would break my heart if my child was in a classroom and the teacher couldn't even say their name quickly because they don't say it enough. Like, right. So I was just going to say, so with some of this, I mean, how much are you seeing this, um, stream through the the school system as far as like, as we're talking about some of the kids like that might have an entitlement, um, we see this in movies all the time. So is there, is there a case of, of um, some of the dip, um, uh, diplomatic side of it? Like as far as inside the school system, is there, is there, I, I don't want to say favoritism, but um, like a political side inside the school system where parents know other people or the kids, you know, kids know people, you know, or might be related to someone like how much of that is really influenced from the inside of the school system? Um, the administration side, especially, you know, do you, do you see, uh, is there times that like you're changing grades or anything like that? Like, does that actually happen? I feel like I'm going to answer your question in a way that you weren't even asking me, but okay. whenever you said, like, whenever you said, is there, um, like now I forget what you even said, but I was just thinking like these kids that are causing so much, um, so much disturbance in the classroom, <laughs> Um, they have so much recognition from everybody in the school. So everybody knows them, not necessarily a good thing, right? but with the teacher's true heart being there, like they are wanting to recognize that kid so that they can help them and they can be another face that they see and all this stuff, but the rewards and the amount of attention that is given for the negative behavior that had started you know, they're walking down the hallway. And so that kid gets a smarty. They're walking to a classroom and that kid gets a sticker. They're walking, you know, and they do, they have like these sticker charts at the end of the day, if you fill them all up then you get a prize and it's like, okay, so my kid is coming to school and they are doing these things and they don't ever have to be asked to go sit in their chair, mm-hmm. to stay in their chair, to go with their book bag, to that, to that, to that, to that. But at the end of the day, they're not getting the treasure box toy. Like, not that, not that I'm not trying to sound entitled myself, but it's like, why are we not more Then why are we not doing something special at some point for those kids that we don't have to ever ask it right. times to do something like, why do those kids not know everybody in the school? Why do those kids not get a high five as they're walking down the hallway from the next door teacher? Like I, I get the motive. I do get it, but I just feel like honestly, there needs to be more money spent from um, the school districts to have more adults in the building to help as needed than fewer adults and just stretching the teachers thin. Because if my goal is to be an educator and to teach kids what they need to know academic wise, and also, I mean, personal too, like that's fine. I'm not going to say that I don't want to do that because I do, 
But I literally, I cannot do that with the huge expectation of figuring out all these behavior things too, and getting all these different, you know, keeping all these different, um, data collections and interventions and all this other stuff. Like it, honestly, it just wipes you clean. Like you just can't do all of that. So I think my point in saying that was just, I feel, you know, the whole, like me being told that's not an option to have another adult body in the room or to have more support. I just think it's nonsense because let's, let's touch on that real quick. So you were telling me before the show, like you've been in the school system, you said for eight years, I don't know how long you've been in this specific school, but, um, so because of, 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 of the age groups that you're dealing with, and you've got an amount of, you said you had 24, 25 kids 24, in the class, yeah. 24 kids in the classroom. Uh, you were asking for, what was, was it called? I call it an assistant, but you were asking for. Yeah. 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 An assistant. Somebody, an assistant. another set of hands. I don't care who it is. <laughs> and, and, and so now and so now you're day number two um, as a stay-at-home mom outside of the school system. Uh, what what was the news that you that you brought that you mm-hmm. gave yeah. to me? So day number two, you know, I so I'd been in the school for six weeks now, and since day two, funny, ironic, uh, day two, I was asking for an extra set of hands, and every day until the day I left, meh, every day until the day I put in my two weeks was that's not an option. That's not an option. Once I put in my two weeks. Then I started seeing some interventions go in and um, some help was given and more meetings were starting. Don't know why, like that wasn't brought up when I went in and had that discussion, like, Hey, I'm leaving, like whatever. I, it's fine. (laughs) But so day two of being a stay at home mom and it's day one for our new teacher that took my spot. She has a one-on-one aid and (laughs) had did not have to do any data collection did not have to beg did not have to ask literally started the day at the bell rang hey here's your one-on-one aid until we can find somebody full-time to hire oh my and that aid was actually stripped from another classroom and that classroom had had that aid for I don't know however many years but also that classroom teacher was not given any notice like that that aid was just pulled out placed into my old room and it's just all around focus. I just feel like it's a poor lack of leadership. And it, and as an administrator, like I have no ever, no, none, no desire to be a principal of any kind. I don't even know that I could be a manager. Like I would love to encourage people and all that stuff. Like that would be my favorite job, but the responsibility would just be way too hard. Um, but I do feel like as a principal in a school system, whether it's private, public, wherever you're at, well, just a manager, like in general, like your main role, I feel like is to lead your company, lead your teachers, lead your school, um, and give them the supports that they need to help them to feel successful in their job so that they can do what it is you've hired them to do. And if at any point you are making that person feel like they're not capable of doing their job, there was a mistake to hire them or whatever it might be, then shame on you. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's not appropriate. And if you wanted to step into that role of leadership, then you have to take on that role and do it well and admit like, Hey, I don't know what to do, but we are going to find some answers. You know, don't, I just, I'm not a fan of throwing people under the bus and making them feel like they're incapable. Right. Right. But, oh, well, I mean, 
So honestly, it's okay. <laughs> so as, as a teacher, especially now you're only a few weeks into the school year here. Um, did you see, was there, what is there, is there micromanaging in the school systems as far as on the administration side of, above you? Like, do you see that a lot in, yeah. in, yeah, I do. And I can't say that that's been everywhere. Like I've worked in some really, really awesome schools, um, with some awesome people, but I will say I have seen it because I think that there's some sense in some, um, leaders and I don't want to just say administrators, you know, it's again, any job they, they want to have it all together. They want to, you know, even as a mom, like I can say that there's times where I don't ask for help because I don't want people to think that I'm lacking or that I'm failing in some area. And I think that's just human nature, but I definitely do see it in the school system. There's a lot of micromanaging and people just wanting to have complete control of everything. And you can only do that for so long before you burn bridges or you burn people out. Mm-hmm. You just have to ask for help because if nobody is going to judge you, if you say like, Hey, I don't know the answer to that. You know, this is my first year here as an administrator. I'm let me look into it and I'll get right back to you. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, leave them out to dry and make me feel like I'm incapable. <laughs> I, I'll tell you there. I forget where I read this. Um, there, it was a, an article that I was reading today and it was talking about the education um, in, in America has become an American institution, but like the one of the worst of its kind. And it's, it's, it was talking about how um, parents are sending their kids to school and, and believing that, um, that, you know, they're, they're being productive and they're going to come out and be very happy adults and have all these successful things in front of them. But then it says at the bottom of the article, it said um, like the unfortunate fact was um, that the most cherished institutions uh, is by far and by its own nature failing children of our society. And I don't really think it's necessarily the institutions or the schools or even the teachers that are failing. I think it's everybody that is supposed to be setting it up. You know, when you've got the kids um, and, and even I'm going to go as far out as saying like even um, after school programs for kids, you know, like where they're, they're still being governed by, um, by either young adults, you know, doing their community service or whatever it is they're doing. Um, you know, there's so many things that structure the child, especially even during the summer or even as they come up before they start in preschool and kindergarten. And another thing I was going to say too, I, I mean, I've always said this even before I had a kid and yes, having a kid honestly did change like my mindset on some things as far as complaints that parents have said, or you've brought up to me, like I, I get it a little bit more now, but one thing that I just don't think I ever will is blaming the teacher and blaming the teacher in front of my child so that my child can hear me say it like, well, your teacher is wrong. Like talk about disrespect and talk about a slap in the face and talk about failure. Like from the beginning, like your child is learning right then and there that they don't have authority. They don't, their teacher is not an authoritative figure in their eyes. Right. And I mean, even in my own situation this year with the lack of support from my administrator, like 23 other kids then saw me as a failure. They saw me as somebody that has no authority and this kid can do whatever the heck they want to do. And there is no consequence. So why don't we all act like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and, you know, that just, that really irks me. And so I've always said that to Michael, like, sure. Are we going to agree with everything that the teacher says? No, because people make mistakes. Like we're human. It's going to happen, but there are so many better ways to go about um, those issues than just jumping in the gun and saying, you were wrong. My child is right. This is what they said happened. Like, slow down. Let's breathe about it for a minute. 
Right. And don't discuss yeah. it in front of the kid. Like that is just so, it was just, that's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm going to get ready to wrap this up here, but um, I want to give you a second here to think about um, if you could give out a piece of advice for either parents or other teachers, um, anybody that is, is working inside or outside the school system to help structure kids, uh, especially at the younger ages, what would be, um, what would be the, 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 the word of influence that you, that you could try to give somebody a, a word of encouragement out there? Um, and, and I'll give you a second to think on that so that you, you feel a little bit more prepared because I'm kind of throwing that out at you. No, honestly, I don't need a second. Like, okay. <laughs> cause I feel <laughs> I like anything that comes out of my mouth will just be what I've honestly thought before. And there's so many pieces of advice I would give. There's so many, but I, can I start, can I do ter- teachers and parents? Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, gosh, I don't know. Teachers. I feel like, mm. I feel like I mean, a couple different ways. Like I've, you know, like I said, done this for eight years and it's not been easy. It has not been an easy eight years, but I've always stayed true to myself. I've always stayed true to who I am as a person and knowing that sure, not everybody's going to going to agree with me. My administrator's not going to agree with me. The teacher that I'm working with is probably not going to agree with me all the time, but stay true to yourself because what's in your heart just needs to pour out into the kids in your classroom. And that's at the end of the day, sure. If they don't learn their ABCs and one, two, threes, they are going to learn it. Like they're not going to go to third grade and not know what the letter C looks like. They will learn it because of exposure. But if we can just get to the root of their heart and just help them to find who they are as a person and respect, like respect is the biggest thing. And, and I feel like a lot of teachers that do go into teaching have that moral themselves and that value, like, or they wouldn't be wanting to do a profession where they have to help other kids. Like, sure. I, you know, I just honestly feel like that's instilled in every teacher. Um, but then also like on the flip side of that, like when you get to the point of burnout, like just quit. I mean, <laughs> no, I wouldn't encourage <laughs> you to just quit, but I mean, really like it's hard because we are jobs like any other job. If you are ready to quit, like you just put in your two weeks and you're done. Like with our jobs, it's a nine month commitment we feel like, mm-hmm. but it's like at the end of the day, if you're not fulfilled in your job, that eventually is going to pour over into your classroom and pour over into your kids and pour over into their parents. And it's not fair. Like I think at some point too, like a sabbatical and leaving and teaching is necessary, you know, to take some time off to just really get back to who you really are. And maybe your mindset has changed over the years, but just figure out what it is that you really want to be doing. Um, but then for parents, I think it's like, I just said too, you might not agree with everything that teachers are doing the school system is changing and it's changed a lot in the past, however many years, even since, like I said, I was in school, like it has changed so much and I completely understand the frustrations from parents, but I think that you cannot. I just, as a teacher, I've been hurt so many times from parents just saying stuff to me that I know that they don't mean it, but I am the first point of contact. Right. And so don't ruin a teacher's career because of your words, because they really don't, we don't forget them. Like I, I, I won't forget them. And unfortunately I have forgotten some of the nice things that people have said to me because those harsh statements just have taken so much room in my life and I shouldn't let them, but it's a very emotional job as a teacher. And at the end of the day at three o'clock when the bell rings, it's not over. Like it's literally a 24 seven job until May last Mm -hmm. day of school. And then even then it's, you still have all summer to think about those kids that were in your classroom and what are they doing? Are they eating dinner? Like 
it's just emotional. And I think people forget that. Yeah. I mean, in, in retrospect, I mean, uh, you know, you, you're spending eight, eight hours with 24 kids for nine months out of the year. You know, you're, you're, you're seeing these kids sometimes more than their own parents even see them. Um, right. You know, so you've got this high level of concern and it's, it's never at a point that says that you know better than a parent. Oh my gosh. For the, for the goodness. But it's, it's one of those things that, yeah, absolutely. Like you're saying, you get into the summertime and, and you, you, those, especially the kids that have a high impact on you, especially you're going to be, regardless if it's a positive or a negative impact that those kids are going to be on your mind for a while going into the summer right. until you get ready and you start prepping for the next season. And that, that's a very difficult thing. Um, well, and I think like you had just said this, but I feel like parents forget that. Like, I don't really remember what you just said. Sorry, but just like, <laughs> I love your kid like I do my own. I mean, I really do. And and I'm, again, confident that most teachers feel that way. Like, sure. And I tell my parents at the beginning of the school year every year, like, I love yours like my own. Sure, like, my child is completely different. Like, I'm always going to have a much stronger love for them. But when it comes to me protecting them and wanting to do what's best for them, I'm going to do that. Like, I'm not going to choose myself over them. And right. so I just, I think parents might forget that or might not realize how much we actually do love these kids. That's why we went into this profession. Right. Um, and the encouragement is just so needed, not the discouragement. Right. The biggest thing is like you're saying though, like be gentle and, and be, and, and be cautious of the words that you're going to be using with the teachers. And because I'll, t- I'll tell you for, as a first time, well, I've got two kids, but as a first time parent, that's got my kids going to, uh, to school for a full day, um, I, I mean, I've, I just went to both open houses for both the kids and uh, met the teachers and, and, and I'm seeing what they're doing. I have a very, very high level of respect for them. And I, I, I'm putting a lot of trust in them that they're trying to do my kids right. You know? Right. And so, um, as much right. as I want to do them right and, and, you know, for the amount of time that I get to have with them, that's great. But, um, I am, I mean, I'm relying on, on a professional here to, to teach my kids what they need to learn and what they need, you know, what they need for life and, um, and in each step and each grade as it goes. And so, um, I think you brought out a very strong point, like, um, uh, you know, the, the guardians and the parents, um, and even, even other adults, maybe your kids aren't even in school. Um, but you know, be, be very cautious about how you're approaching teachers and what you're saying. Um, because we, I don't see, I, I, I got to see for about 20 minutes what's happening in a classroom just based on this open house. I've met the teacher twice, but I don't really know what I don't, I don't know. I really don't know everything she's putting into that classroom, but I see the effect of it, the positive effect when, when my kids come out of it, you know? And I just feel like we could get so much more done in the school day if those were being taught at home so that we can then just focus on their ABCs, one, two, threes, um, and didn't do fun things in school rather than teaching lessons that really need to be taught at home and backed up at home too. Right. And not just that, like, cause we do still have time for it. And I'm sorry, this is probably going a lot longer than we need to, but like <laughs> we do have time for it. But if there's that much disrespect going on, like the truth is they don't really care to learn their multiplication facts. Right. Like, they just don't care because they haven't taken, they don't really care about much other than themselves. And if it's fun, great. If it's not, I don't want to do it. Like, So I feel like that ties into it too. Like, it's not that we don't have time, but what's being taught at home and the respect factor really does carry over. And, and I can honestly be, I can honestly say I've witnessed it before. Like some of my brightest students are my most respectful ones because they come to school with that drive. They want to learn and they want to make me proud. They want to make the principal proud. They want to make everybody around them proud. And not just that, they want to be a good friend to their classmates. And they 
want to help them also. So right. it really starts at home. <laughs> it really, it, it, it does. I, like I said, I, when I wanted to get you on here, when we talked on the phone about the podcast, it was mind blowing because I was not expecting you, you telling me that you uh, put in your two weeks. I mean, uh, you know, I was going to have a full list of bullet points about, you know, everything that you guys are teaching and what has changed in the, in the school system, even in the eight years that you've been in or since, you know, we were um, younger kids and you were obviously in, in the public school system as well. Um, but it just took a whole different turn. And I felt like this is a very important thing. I mean, um, by no means are, are me and you probably experts on, 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 on all of child discipline. But like I said, you are, you have been an educator. You went to school for this. You've taught for eight years. You have, um, you have a very high proficient level of expertise to, to, to discuss these things. And, um, but like I said, I was mind blown when you told me, and I really felt like, you know what, this is something that probably everybody needs to hear. Um, you know, I know you were questioning, you know, if you're the right fit for this. And I think, when we're talking about school versus life, what are kids learning? This is what kids are learning and, and, and not. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. um, and we can totally have a podcast again about really what kids are learning because there are some awesome things. There really are. But awesome. Awesome. We, that kind of took, this took over tonight. <laughs> it, it, de- it definitely did. And I think, I think that would be great. Um, Brittany, I really want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, uh, it was great to talk to you about all of this. Uh, like I said, mine, blown just literally mind blown <laughs> when, when when we knew that this was going to come up um but I, I greatly appreciate your time yeah well thank you i appreciate it too it was fun all right thanks Brittany. have a good night all right you too bye Bye-bye. thanks for listening to this podcast make sure to subscribe so that you know when we drop new topics